Hey, it's Alex. And before we start the episode, I want to give a quick thanks to some of our patrons. Melanie Bouchard, The GM Josh, Catherine Knox, Ursula Berger, Lauren Hume, Murderpiece Theater, Christian O'Dell, Darren Boyle, Mitch Gerrids, Rebecca Pilon, Anne Kucharski, Kia, Christina Lamaru, Emma Collins, Alexis G, Anne Worth, Mary Malone, Stephanie Smith, Amanda Muoneke, Sarah Dez, Robin, and The Town Whispers. Thank you to everyone for supporting the show. So, it's our anniversary, and I'm prepping a big surprise dinner for Adam. Don't tell him! I know I've talked a lot about how the keto diet has completely changed us as people, but it's more than that, honestly. It's spiritual. I got this amazing tomahawk steak from Branson Organic Butchers. Hashtag not an ad, but yes, Branson Organic Butchers, they're totally pure. And all their products are raised without hormones or antibiotics. Like, I was always told even a butcher can help wash the world clean. And remember the law of attraction? We are who we surround ourselves with. And we are what we eat. Purity begets purity. Anyway, I'm going to season everything with this spice mixture from Kensington Market's all-season seasoning. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Again, organic. So, this is what she's been up to. Yeah, she has been making inspirational lifestyle vlogs and building engagement. And she's posting, like, I don't know, lots of photos of her and Adam doing activities around the city and poetry, personal missives. A surprising amount of TikToks, even though I think technically she's too old for TikTok. More poetry, just a lot of poetry. And according to this post, divine gratefulness for the true being of the inner world and its effervescent endurance, which... That's just like word salad, but what do I know? And hanging out at this cafe a lot by the looks of it. I'm hoping we'll run into them and you can see what I've been dealing with in the flesh. But out of all these things, I feel like the inspirational hoopla and florid poetry is so wildly out of character. Like, Claire is more of a modern fantasy novelist. Really? Yeah, don't tell her I told you this, but she's been working for about two years now on a novel about three young women who travel to the Arctic Circle to harness the power of the aurora. I... I would read that. She sent me a couple chapters. It's really good. Huh. But, yeah, not a poet as far as I know it. <laughs> nice. Well, whatever she's doing is working because she's got, like, 20,000 followers. Damn. A lambent life. Don't know if I'm feeling the rebrand. She must have bought some of them. But that's been life here. Some of us haven't been on vacation and have instead been following the tale of Bizarro Claire. In my defense, I booked that trip long before things got hairy. Besides, now I'm back and ready to do some... I, I don't want to nitpick, but isn't this basically stalking? I mean, stalking is a strong word. I prefer reconnaissance. So, fancy stalking. Yes. How was Iceland, anyways? Oh, uh, well, chilly. I mean, it was pretty sweet. Went to the Blue Lagoon, saw some horses, ate those hot dogs people keep mentioning on travel forums. Spoiler alert. 
They tasted like hot dogs. I'm guessing it's a good thing that you did not go with Mira. Have you ever tried traveling with your ex? Does it count if we broke up during the trip and then had a really terse flight back? Not really. <laughs> then no. All right. It was nice to go with my brother, though. He's fun for a forensic accountant. That job sounds cooler than I think it actually is. Yeah, he talked about numbers while I drank beers that cost $15 a pint. Well, I'm glad you're back. I've been here trying to keep tabs on new Claire, new and improved Claire, with her shiny hair and grandiloquent writing and random sponsors. Yeah, let me see. Uh, okay, we got sponsored posts involving essential oils, a different organic butcher, uh, some food delivery box, face cream, another food delivery box. Did they, did they give her a stand mixer? Yep. Although she's mostly been using the meat grinder attachments, so it's sort of like a hell ASMR. It doesn't really seem like too bad of a deal. You'd sell your soul for a stand mixer? Oh, what color is it? Owen. I like to bake! Oh, hang on, I see Adam. Hey! Hey, Adam! How's it going? Oh, hey, Judith. Owen. I'm fantastic. How are you? You're looking... good? I'm fine. Uh, care to talk for a second? Sure. I'm just waiting for Claire to join. She had to take a phone call. We're getting coffee and then heading out to a new organic grocery in Liberty Village to pick up a few things for dinner. Making our own tartar tonight. Oh, have you two ever tried CBD-infused mustard? That's a thing? Yeah, what? No, I... No, I just... Okay, how's it going? I, I haven't gotten the chance to hang out with Claire that much since she got back, and she's seemed a little different lately. It's not bad. It's just not what I'm used to. Well, she's definitely had a bit of a cosmic shift, if you get my drift. But I think she's doing better than ever. All she needed was that change for her true self to take form. Uh, yeah. You're her friend, and I know you want things to stay the same, but it's time that Claire sheds all that negative energy and really becomes the woman she was always meant to be. Strong, effervescent, illuminating. She's really inspiring, and I hope she inspires you to find that change in yourself. Look, I just feel like it all happened too fast. I worry something happened that night at the house, and it, like, broke her brain a bit. To be blunt, I think it kind of fixed her. It gave her clarity. She's better than ever. All that dead weight sloughed off. Don't say sloughed. Nothing about Claire was dead weight. Well, maybe you didn't know her as well as you thought you did. Okay. Look, Adam, I know we haven't always gotten along, Haven't but... we? Oh, well, I, I hope that will change. I'd love to get to know you better. And Owen, how's it going, bud? How's work been? Oh, it's been uh, fine. So glad to hear. You, we should do brunch sometime. If the ladies are friends, nothing's saying we shouldn't be as well. Uh, sure. I'm... Great! Okay, do me a solid and send me a message sometime. We'll, we'll set something up. Oh, speak of the devil. Hello, my love. Hey, Judith. Owen, how are you? Well, Judith's been a little... Hmm... About your recent personal overhaul. Look, it's just... Oh, Judith, honey, it's okay. Things are different. It's great. Look, I'm really busy for the next while, but... Uh, let's see... God, yeah, I am just booked up right now. I'm gonna have to get an assistant or something. Listen, let me know about possible dates, and we can go get a green juice, Okay. I'm so swamped lately, and I've been kind of distant, I know, but I want to keep you close. And your man closer. You, sir, are a cad. You love it. (laughs) 
Anyway, so it turns out I've got to head back to the house. Brigitte has some lead about a possible big name sponsor, so I gotta run. So sorry. We'll catch up soon. Ciao. Bye. That was... Weird. Yeah. Aside from the very small chance she was replaced by an incredibly realistic android, her general vibe right now is deeply unnerving. I mean, the mindfulness, the meditation, it's fine normally or in isolation, but because it's coming from her, it feels off. And yeah, thanks for joining me on this outing. It's so goddamn hard to even track her down these days. Yeah, I got a croissant and I got to witness weird new Claire with my own eyes. It's a win-win. Or win-lose. Not sure which. Every time I can feel a little bit of doubt creeping in, she does something else out of character, and my need to know what happened is renewed because she's not Claire anymore, and Adam is not Adam. Yeah, I got questions. Do you think her parents have noticed? Honestly, knowing them, I feel like they're probably just rolling with it. Like, oh, Claire's got a new hobby. She seems so happy. How nice. (laughs) Her parents aren't idiots, but they are not exactly super tuned into her life. And she's not at work anymore. And she's hanging out with an entirely new group of people, according to her IG feed. I mean, okay, this is going to sound a bit outlandish. Oh no, everything has been so normal up till now. (sighs) She's really, really... Unsettling? (sighs) When I talk to her, the couple of times I've seen her, she's receptive, she's nice, but it's all wrong. Like, she's listening, but I don't think she cares... It's blank. And she she talks. I mean, she talks a lot, more than ever. But she doesn't actually seem to be saying anything. Or at least the things she's saying just don't mean anything. I don't know. Her face feels hollow. I don't know how else to describe it. And in a weird way, I almost kind of wish that she was just, like, a huge asshole now or something. Like, some sort of ghoul. Like, something tangibly terrible. It's almost worse, in a way, seeing her like this. Plus, this is going to sound... So petty. Eh, I could go for some good pettiness. (sighs) She's been posting a bunch of stuff with new friends, like brunches and spa days and healing crystal circles, and I don't know. I don't know these people. They all look normal and are probably very nice, but I'm not a part of it, and I'm freaked out by her massive personality change, and yet I still feel like a 12-year-old who's salty over not getting invited to a birthday party. (laughs) So, wait, who is she hanging out with? I don't know. Other patrons of that spooky retreat she was at? Exciting internet people? I don't recognize them. But they are all way cooler and more stylish than me. What? It's true. So, she's acting like a different person. Her smile doesn't reach her eyes. Half of the time when she's talking, it's just buzzwords about spirituality or clean foods. And all of this started after she smashed that jar and everything went to hell. (sighs) Look, I'm pretty sure we're thinking the same thing. Do you want to say it? No, because even after everything that's happened, it still feels too unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, how about we say what we're thinking at the same time and then we can both just get it out of our system and feel ridiculous together. Uh, Alright, okay. Okay, we'll count to three and then we'll both say our theories. Okay. One, One, two, two, three. three. I think Claire's possessed. You didn't say anything. I know. I thought it would be funny. Oh, man. <laughs> what it was. But, yeah. Something happened in that basement, and now Claire has changed. 
I just feel so weird saying she's possessed. It makes it sound like she should be crawling backwards up the stairs and saying upsetting things in ancient languages. But the spirits that she was so intent on releasing, it seems like she actually released them and they claimed her and Adam somehow. I hate to bring this up, but she was already saying upsetting things in weird languages. The sleep-talking incident still creeps me the F out. Yeah, so many things I justified in the worst way, because, oh, it's fine, she'll be fine, it's nothing big, a recording can't hurt you. (laughs) Anyways, bad example. Yeah. But, (sighs) possessed feels wrong? She feels taken over. Eh, That feels like splitting hairs. It's the best way I can describe it. Like, I don't know what to think or what percentage of her is still Claire. It's weird. But maybe something else is in there as well. Adam, too, he is a different person, and it's somehow even worse. (laughs) I never thought I'd be saying that I miss damp slice of toast, Adam, and yet here we are. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, her grandparents? She wanted to free them, right? If her grandparents' spirits are somehow controlling them, I mean, this all sounds completely implausible, but... Okay, first things first. How are they so good with social media? Uh, I mean, they were clearly doing some research, but she's now got a lot of new friends, so at least one of them probably works in marketing, and they probably also perform blood rituals in their condo in Midtown. (laughs) (laughs) Look, whatever is up, I think we should be careful with any interaction involving Claire or Adam going forward. I, for one, haven't forgotten that she stabbed you. I know. And I'm not letting her get near you either with anything sharper than a spoon anytime soon. But... This is just... It's all so bizarre, and I I just know that that's not Claire, and that's not Adam. Yeah, he was playing oatmeal, and now he's riding a badass motorcycle. Yeah, and subtweeting me to my face. I look okay, right? (laughs) You look fine. Thanks. I have not been sleeping well. I feel like I've been having just like weird dreams for weeks now, and I don't need Adam making me feel worse. Yeah, same here. At least since I got back. I I thought it was jet lag, but I doubt it. Hey everyone, it's Claire. I'm so glad you could join. It means so much to me that we can connect in this way. That we can be spiritually intimate on this journey, even when we're physically far apart. I know it sounds a little bit silly, but I can honestly feel your energies. I can feel the warmth and support and your readiness to take charge and truly explore the realms of your spiritual clarity. I am so proud of you. I've recently been thinking about how manifesting the world you want begins with your truest desires. And to truly find those... You have to be brave and delve into the deepest and darkest part of your mind. You have to listen with radical honesty and acceptance. What do you think that voice has to say? I know, I know, my darlings. That voice can be really scary sometimes. That dark part of our brain is where we keep our anxiety, our grief, and our pain. It's the part of ourselves we don't want to face. The part that sneaks up on us during sleepless nights and in the silence that comes when you're alone, listening, as if someone else is on the other line. But that voice, that fear, it's also the part of us that will help us actualize our potential and guide us to manifesting a better world. We've all been through pain, but that's okay. I've been there. But because you're here, just because you're here with me, 
I know that you're so much stronger and braver than anyone who's tried to put you down. During this course, we're going to connect with that pain, that authentic pain. There's so much to be learned from the dark, my darlings. This isn't the time to hide. Even in darkness, we can see the writing on the wall. And we're going to get real. It's going to get scary. But let me tell you, no one has ever found spiritual fulfillment in their comfort zones. No one has ever found transcendent clarity while sitting on their couch and watching The Bachelor. As much as I honestly love The Bachelor. Oh my god, you guys. You have no idea. I am so excited for you. This is where your journey begins. Over the next seven days, we're going to go to some strange, and yes, some scary places. But when you emerge, oh my god, I promise you, you won't even recognize yourself. Are you with me? Do you trust me? If so, make sure to subscribe below and follow the link to sign up for my Patreon because you'll get exclusive access to my five days to manifesting a better world online course. He threw a slice of toast at it. What? Yeah, right in the head. <laughs> the whole room went silent and everyone is staring at the poor accounts guy who finally snapped and chucked a piece of very buttery toast at the root creative. Well, like, okay, like, where do you go from there? So the accounts guy runs out of the room and the CD starts sputtering about his shirt was now ruined and it was a very nice shirt. <laughs> and I'm not saying it was a good idea to throw your breakfast at someone. I'm just saying I wasn't feeling a lot of sympathy for the guy in the moment. Well, he called the copywriter uh... an empty bucket of human with less brains than toes. Figure that one out. I, I can't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Neither do I. But I wouldn't want to be called that. Anyway, I don't think they're coming back. At least not with that agency. Yeah, I never thought I'd hear the day where a commercial for a bakery goes that off the rails, but there is a first for everything, apparently. Huh. And uh, I also want toast. Same. So advertising does work. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so what's this track? Yeah. Right. So Claire uploaded this track for people to listen to while meditating onto her social media and announced some multi-day course for Patreon subscribers or something. And, well, knowing how these things have been working, I was a bit concerned. Thought I would uh, check it out, see if there's anything sinister going on. I'll pull it up. It's ambient. Yeah, yeah. I guess I expected it to be, like, haunted or something? Filled with hidden voices? Spookier? I get where you're coming from, but if she's trying to extend her reach, then backmasking won't help. Unless she's trying to attract the Paul is dead crowd. It's not outwardly evil sounding, but I'll see if there's anything off about it. Or if it does anything terrifying, like threaten to eat my eyeballs mm -hmm. or throw buttery toast at me. <laughs> I don't know. Something feels off. Am I just being paranoid? Eh, probably not with our track record. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe there's nothing here. Uh, oh, what time is it? Ooh, you got plans? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually have a date. Ah, nice. Like a date date? Yeah, like a date date. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was at some coffee shop with Claire when you were away, and it was going poorly because she was being new Claire. And after she left, I was sulking at the table. And this woman approached me and asked if I was okay, because it looked like things with my friend hadn't gone well. Because, uh, correct. 
And long story short, we talked for a bit. She asked me out, and、uh, we've seen each other a few times since then. Well, now you must tell me more. How was it? It was fun just being normal. Like I got to pretend like I was a regular mess of a human rather than one plagued by supernatural irregularities. Although she's, I don't know, enthusiastic. She's so intense about her hobbies. Like, do not ask her about her plants unless you want to know the full rundown of their growth cycles. <laughs> do you know what henbane is? Absolutely not. Well, neither did I until now.、Uh, anyways, yeah, I like I like her. She's intense. Sometimes it feels like I'm like at a job interview and I'm talking to her. And she did keep asking me a lot about Claire、uh, in my relationship with her, but I feel like that's because she might have thought we were exes. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope you have fun with that. My last date was with my brother's coworker, and she told me she was only doing this to see if it would make her forget her ex. Did it work? No, she cried through dessert. Her and my ex-boyfriend should meet. They could be the king and queen of unresolved old relationship emotions.、Hmm. I told you about Rob, right? Uh, yeah. Hard to forget the guy who tried to win you back by serenading you with "Hey, Soul Sister." Ugh. Ugh God. Yeah. Anyway, please go be average and untormented on my behalf. Will do. I should go、uh, pack up my stuff. See you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. Okay. Recording this while I attempt this tartatin. Ignore the sounds. Then I can just send this over, and you can listen and make your notes and send me sixty texts in a row. If you're listening and you're not Judith, here's a fun fact that you might not know. Rather than send one long text, she will break it up into many, many, many short texts. So if she's got a lot on her mind, be sure to turn the vibration off your phone, or else it's going to buzz straight off the table. I know because that happened to me once. It's strangely endearing up until your phone screen cracks. Anyway,、uh, it's fine. I was gonna get a new phone later that month. No big deal. But yeah, I've been digging through Claire's social media presence and pretty wild actually taking stock of the shift in tone. The freaky thing is that if we didn't know before Claire, nothing would really seem weird in isolation. It's not like there's a lot in there that would tip off anyone who wasn't close to her prior to this. Unless you're really sensitive to the new agey self-help tips, but it's not like she's doing something harmful. Well, obviously harmful. She hasn't told anyone to like inject essential oils or anything yet. Jude, I really worry about either of us being alone with her after what happened in that basement and the fact that she's gone all goopified. I don't trust what she's become. There's something else motivating her, or whoever, whatever is possessing her, and I bet the answer lies in that house, that damn house. So, let's keep seeing what we can find. There are some things that have been bothering me.、Uh, I've still got a lot of questions about the family, and I don't know. Is there anything we can do to help get Claire and Adam back to normal? And those jars. I want to know what was in there. I mean, other than glass and blood. I hope whatever we start digging up involves less blood. I really hope it doesn't involve mine, or yours, for that matter. Ah, <sighs> all right. Is my dough sufficiently rested? Ah,、uh, looking good. All right. I'm looking forward to 48 texts in response. I'll see you later. 
Anything big coming up this week? Not a lot, just work stuff, a couple of meetings, client presentation, just a lot of mundane things. You know, if I could go back in time and tell teenage me that this is what my 30s would be like, I would have partied way harder in my 20s. I was so afraid of doing anything that could rock the boat, but now I'm old and two beers gives me a hangover. <laughs> yeah, same. Anyway, I'm going to get going. Thanks for tonight. I had a really nice time. Yeah, me too. I'll let you know when I'm home. Hopefully the rest of your week won't be too boring. You know, I think I'd be okay with that. Oh, crying out loud. So I took a look at that track that Claire uploaded, and I think it's just a boring song. That's it. There's nothing in the file that seems off, no weird shit during playback. It's just ambient music. Yeah. So, damn. It's just a song. Nothing special. Sorry, Jude. Thanks for meeting me. No worries, babe. Have you been? Also, can I just say that I love what you've done with your hair? Oh, uh, thanks. I, I haven't really done much with it other than, like, let it air dry more recently. But, like, you know, it uh, it's super lazy, but it saves me time in the morning. And it looks lovely. If you do want a blow dryer reco though, there's this great one that I've been using. I use it with my boar bristle brush. It has made my hair so smooth. Yeah, uh, I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to hang out. So how's it going? Oh my God, I've been so all over the place. But I met Annabelle and Tabitha while I was up at that retreat and it gave me such an incredible kick in the keister. I feel in touch with myself. I feel in touch with my art and my work and my physical and spiritual needs for the first time in forever. It's like I finally have the clarity to just let the words flow out of me, unobstructed. Yeah, I've noticed you've written a few things. They're they're interesting. I know, right? Anyway, so the women at Valerian, oh, so inspiring. We were sitting around one night after a session and they started talking about how to create a great social media feed that would really reach a lot of people and, you know, show them the benefits of our teachings. And before you know it, we were coming up with a full-on plan to expand outreach. Huh, wow. I know, right? I've learned so much from them. And I think they've gotten a lot from me too. <laughs> I mean... They didn't just kickstart this whole thing as much as they rocketed it into space. Yeah, I've been meaning to mention, I can't believe how popular your account is already. There's like 30,000 followers now. Yeah, I mean, Bridget has been working in marketing and social media forever, so she handles a lot of that. Then it's just some creative promotion, making sure we've got pitch packages that, you know, really make us stand out. And then, you know, taking a few liberties with follower numbers. So you did buy followers. Turns out you need to have the algorithm work for you rather than working for it. A little padding can't hurt. And besides, the more people who learn about our teachings, the better. You really can't have too many followers. And I think that we need to use all the tools at our disposal to bring our vision forward. Don't you? I, I just, I'm... I'm just so, I'm just surprised that you got into this stuff so quickly. I never took you for a... Social media savant? Spiritual guide? Sure. Why this? 
Does it matter what I do? Shouldn't you be happy for me? I'm not saying that. I was struggling before. It was difficult. But now that my head is cleared, I can try to bring that clarity to others. I can make a difference in other people's lives. I can change people. You need to relax. I'm still Claire. I know. It, it's, uh, it's just... You've changed. We've all changed. Can we finally talk about that night in the basement? You've ignored every text I've sent about that and dodged every question. It's... It's difficult to talk about. It was a scary situation, I admit, but we did the right thing. And I know you're skeptical, but you weren't in the room, Judith. Not at the end. You didn't feel them being released. Oh, you don't know the feeling of them regaining freedom. Who? The spirits trapped in the house. Listen, I just find it difficult to talk to you about this. You kind of have a negative outlook. You're so guarded, and frankly, you're being kind of close-minded. I wish you could just believe me. I wish that you would let yourself open up, Judith. I thought you would trust me. It's not it's not that I don't. You've you've just you you haven't been yourself since that night, and it's really concerning for me. I finally allowed myself to shed my worries and no longer be defined by them. I don't think that's how this works. Well, that's how it worked for me. Are you really denying my lived experience? Again? I'm not. It's it's just Look. I think you have some issues with how things happened, and I understand that. That's how you feel, and that's your truth. But it's over, and it's done. And I have no regrets. I can only move forward into a brighter future now. If you can't believe me, if you can't support me, I would at least ask that you respect my boundaries, Judith. I do. It's, it's, I don't know, it's the poetry and the keto and all this stuff that you were never into before. Oh, well, you know, these things kind of slip by you. I know you've had a lot on your plate. I understand. You've been really focused on yourself. And I respect that. Okay, ouch. Uh, I'm, like, I don't know, Claire. I'm glad you're figuring yourself out and engaging in your side hustle. And I... I hope that you find something that gives you validation like this, too. I really mean that. Oh, how's Owen? He's fine. Same old. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I have to grab this. It's Adam. Hey, sweetie. Yeah, no, I have time to chat. What's up? I think The House on Haunted Hill and Hell House are basically the same book. Are you comparing Shirley Jackson to a book about an evil sex ghost that kills somebody by dropping a Jesus statue with a boner on them? Hear me out. Four people go to a house that's known to be haunted. There's the smart one, the psychic one, the woman in denial, and the guy who is also there. Together, they have to deal with forces that want them gone. Richard Matheson just went the route where the house is actually haunted, rather than a story focusing on exploring loneliness and loss of self. Okay, but the big part of the horror for Jackson comes from this need for Nell to find some sort of normalcy, of domesticity, because she longs for it. She is unmoored. But you can't force it. You can't just follow Theo home. You're always going to remain mired in it. So what about the Belasco house? Like, how does that compare? Uh, um, that stands for... 
Uh, oh, okay. The Belasco House is what happens when domesticity is rejected in favor of giving in to all pleasures, especially carnal. With no restraint or ability to moderate, it devolves into chaos just as Nell did. Yeah, but Nell wasn't looking for an orgy. I'm sure someone's written fanfic about that. No. No, you were going to eat those words. Oh, oh well, there is not much, but it certainly exists. God, <laughs> this is told you. <laughs> oh, still, though. I mean, like, okay, I kind of agree with your assessment, but also I think that there's just something about Jackson that's so... Uh, it just it makes me feel trapped like you're stuck in there with the characters and I didn't feel that way with Hell House I felt like I wanted to tell them all to just leave because the money isn't worth it if you're going to be torn to pieces by rotting ghouls from the inside out no 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 I get that in Hell House the house is a conduit for Belasco while in Hill House it's another character how alive it is that depends on the reader yeah it feels too alive to me these days uh yeah Oh, okay. So, can't keep avoiding this. What do we got? Right. I know we've both been thinking a bit. A lot? A lot about what happened. I tried to play back the recording from the last night in the house again, but now it's just a weird clicking noise, so that's great. But here's what I remember. Claire starts doing a spell. We hear a voice. Everything starts to go haywire. There's some light stabbing. She smashes the jars. We run. And then... Whatever happened in that room. We don't have recordings, we don't have Claire Adam, we just have us, and our notes, and memories. So, we need to figure out what we want to do next. Okay, uh, here's what I'm thinking. I went back and found this note I wrote down after listening to one of Claire's recordings, and she mentioned a place called the Kenna Center and how they had ties to the family. There's not a lot of info on it, but I found some old newspaper event listings about meetings there. It was, according to this, uh spiritual community hub for those focused on the growth of the soul and the earth. They also had a really ugly mural out front. (sighs) Right. I assume you want to go there. Yeah, it doesn't actually exist anymore. It closed down in the early 90s, but I have the original address, so we could maybe drive by it. Maybe something was left. Can't hurt. It's north, though, so if we're going to do that, we'd have to kind of make an afternoon of it. Right. I guess we can take a second or third or eleventh pass at whatever bits of information we already have. We've got a couple of notebooks, some useless recordings, and all the memories we made along the way. (laughs) Uh, Do you think it would be worth checking out that Valerian retreat she keeps going to? What, like actually going there? Yeah. No. That sounds like a bad idea. I would rather not go to the place where the chance of something horrible happening is, if not a given, at least elevated. Let's just keep looking into it from a distance for now. Yeah, okay. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I've just been trying to search for any info on things I remember her saying. Uh, Anything scary that goes into jars. Uh, God, I thought I was done spending my evenings doing fruitless research after I graduated university, but no. I keep expecting Claire to do something, and instead she's just posting on social media and acting eerily well-adjusted. We just need to keep digging and making notes and recording everything so we have a trail in case... I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, just like straight onto my face. (laughs) Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go get more chips.
fuck, Claire! Claire, what the fuck? Give it back. What? What the hell are you talking about? What are you doing here? Give back what is mine. What the fuck? I will not let you take what belongs with me. What the ever-loving... Claire? Hello? Hello? Jesus. Hey, Christ. What kind of lucid dream shit was that? Was Claire there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. She was. She was here too. Just in the hall, or, or she wasn't because she can't be in two places at once. But she was. Something was here. Yeah. Uh. Oh God, I feel so freaked out right now. It's just, I just want to barf. Oh, not something I want to experience at 3 a.m. I, I threw a glass at her in a panic, but then the door slammed, and it smashed all over that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did she say anything to you? No. She was standing there, and, and then I freaked out and, and, and chucked the glass, and then she disappeared. Normally I'd think it was a dream, but the recorder on my phone was on, so... Mine was too, and she, she said, she said, give back what is mine. Um, what did, what did we take? I don't know. Do you have anything of hers? No, not at least anything that she'd be appearing here in the night for. I don't think she wants her old sweatshirt back that badly. Uh, Judith? Yeah? Just for a few seconds, hold your breath and say nothing. Why? Just do it. Owen, we we need to talk to you. <laughs> Do you think this is funny? Claire, I'm not coming in. So if you're here, I need you to come outside and talk to us face to face. Judith. What? I'm annoyed. If anyone's in there, come out. This is how we do this, huh? Enough! Let's go. Judith, come on. Yeah, yeah, fine. God, I hate this place. Parkdale Haunt is an original podcast created and written by Emily Kellogg and Alex Nursel. Directed and produced by Alex Nursel. Engineering and sound design by Ian Bodie. Theme music by Phil Wright. Recorded at Pirate Toronto. Distributed by the Rogers Frequency Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Parkdale Haunt. 
Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash parkdalehaunt. Get merch at tpublic.com slash parkdalehaunt. Link, transcripts, and more are available at parkdalehaunt.com. Featuring the voices of Emily Kellogg, Alex Nursall, Ian Bodie, Carson Pinch, and Jocelyn Dotta.